Welcome to the Clear Shots Podcast with Seth Skinner and Jake Jones. Hey guys, it's Seth here from Clear Shots and you are about to hear part two of episode 53, so please enjoy. Is it supposed? Is that supposed to be a? Is it <sighs> yeah, working at the car wash. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, I don't think I've ever listened to that song. There's probably there's a lot of songs that like they play it at sports, sports games. <laughs> Quite a bit of them are Steve Miller band too. Yeah, Jungle Love is driving me mad. He's making me crazy. You ever heard that one? I think so. We still we have Jean. Le, we still have Jean Lajoie or whatever. Jean Lajoie is that where he got big? Was from that? That and the because he wasn't on the league until after, like way after that. It was a uh, show me your genitals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And equal equals MC vagina. Yeah, yeah. That was I had seen that video. Before the league came out, and I saw the league, and I was like, "Who is that?" Guy? I'd seen him before, and he's the league the is a great show. Me. I wish it didn't have to end. Yeah, I don't know why it ended. I mean, I felt like didn't they have a they had a pretty good slot on FX, didn't they? The problem with the league was that like a few seasons in, it stopped really being about fantasy football. Right, yeah, yeah. It definitely The did. fantasy football part was like an afterthought. They tried doing like the backstories and they like killed didn't they kill Ruxin's wife? <laughs> like I'm pretty sure she dies. I'm almost positive that, that that happens. I don't remember, but I know that I mean they throughout all the seasons they were doing like it would still have the idea of like whoever was the champ from last season was the guy that everybody was targeting, basically. Yeah. Because the first season, I think Ruxin was the champ. Uh, and, like, the the first episode opened with, like, uh, like a video chat thing for the message board, like the league message board. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was interesting because they do, like, all the different drafts. Like, they do the drafts at, at a different place every year and shit. The show was good. I mean, I think it's still, it turned into basically a sit, just a sitcom is what it turned into. But that's because the characters were developed well. Yeah. I felt like the characters were good. I felt like the show was written well. But yeah, it did definitely have a less of a football situation. Yeah, and a lot of people think, you know, it's, what is it, flanderization, where the characters become caric- caricatures of themselves. But I really right. felt like the characters were consistent. 
the whole series. It was just the plots became really yeah, the, stupid. I, I didn't notice that much of a change as far as characters go. Like, you could pull up a clip from season one and season seven and think it was the same. Right. You know. Um, yeah, it's not like even Sonny did it. Like, uh, like Sweet D was like never the way she is now in the first season. She was like the voice of reason, basically. Like she was kind of just uh, supposed to bring everybody back to to Earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was the idea. But they they developed. Even Charlie got progressively like crazier. I think it happens with most shows. Animated shows are the ones that don't do that as much, I think. Because I think with animated shows, they're already, those characters are already turned up to 11. So, like, you don't have as much of a, uh, like, a difference from season one to season six or seven or whatever. South Park, like, felt that way. Like, it didn't seem like the characters changed too much. Yeah, I would say South Park felt the same I think with an animated show, they're just naturally that way. They're already, like, shot to the moon as far as... Uh, I would say there's there's definitely a, a, a consistent tone of South Park up until they turn Cartman into, like, the evil genius. Which, knowing Matt and Trey, knowing yeah. their work, they were probably planning that from the get-go. He, yeah, Having yeah. Cartman be a side character f- f- and with funny quotes, and then all of a sudden, Scott Tennerman episode, have him be... He was like, well, he was kind of the main character of the first, what was the first episode? Was that the one of the, uh, with the, the anal probe? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. It's weird to, that, that show's kind of changed a little bit over the years, like as far as whose role is more important, because there's not really a main character. No. Like Stan is kind of the main character. Like that's yeah. what I get, that's what I get from <clears> it. <throat> Is that Stan is sort of the... It's almost like every episode has a different main character. But I would say probably the constants are always... It seems to me like Stan is where it's grounded. Yeah. The most. Like, he's the most, like, uh, relatable. Stan, I think Stan is supposed to be the character that the the viewer puts themselves into the position of. Sometimes. Other times it's Kyle. I don't think anybody is ever supposed to empathize with Cartman. Yeah. I think Randy is another one that people are supposed to project themselves into. Yeah. <laughs> I think Randy is the best character Randy on has evolved the most. Randy has definitely evolved the most. Like, he used to just be a geologist, and, like, they would barely even talk about him, really. And then all of a sudden, he's, like, getting ball cancer and bouncing around. He's He's got to be the best character, honestly. Like... If I know the episode, if I go to turn on South Park and I know Randy is the central character, I know it's about to be a really good time. Right. Yeah, that's. I think that is definitely the character that's. And at the same time, you know, that's what I like about Sonny is that there's no main character in each episode. No. Like each episode, everybody's always in every episode. Yeah, the gang is the main character. Yeah. And they also go separate ways, and they follow each storyline. Yeah, and each storyline always ends up meeting up at some point. For sure, uh, Scrubs <laughs> was really good at that. Scrubs was amazing at that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you certainly. I mean, JD's obviously is obviously the main character. Yeah. Um, but you get, you definitely get separate storylines for sure. The best episodes were where I honestly my favorite episodes of Scrubs were ones where uh Kelso 
was focused on. Because he's my favorite character in the whole series. Dr. Kelso yeah. is the best character, in my opinion. Besides the janitor. Yeah, the janitor is up there, too. <laughs> Jan Etor. Where he marries that woman. Lady. Yeah. Oh, you have a you have a fiance? What's her name? Uh Lady. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, she's a she's a bombshell. A bombshell named Lady. Is it on in uh Hulu still or no? I don't know. I don't have Hulu it's anymore. It's gotta be on something, right? Um, I mean on Netflix. You sure. know what show did I talk about this Friday? <laughs> I can't believe your ears making that much noise. Yeah. It was like <laughs> <laughs> Um Did I talk about Billy and Mandy on Friday? Yeah, uh, the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Such a good show. And also uh Grim and Evil. Such a good show. <laughs> Dude, Billy and Mandy is legendary. I finally finished it. And I'm rewatching it all. I don't think I've seen all of it. It's, it's honestly just like, great. It's such a great show. Like it's not even a nostalgia thing, it's just like it's so fucking absurd. Yeah. It's a very absurd Cartoon Network show. Yeah, it is. In the same vein as Courage, in my opinion. But Courage was a lot darker. Billy and Manny's just very... I haven't even seen every episode of Courage. I feel like I should. I feel like there's not even that many episodes of Courage. No, I don't there think only there like is. Yeah, there can't be that many. Seasons, they only did... Yeah, let me look that up. Which is weird. I mean, I, f- I feel like that show probably had a following. Mm-hmm. It's weird because there's a lot of shows that did have a following that just kind of died. Even Invader Zim had a following. It was all those goth girls, right? They would all wear the yeah. Invader Zim shirt. I liked Invader Zim until I met other people <clears throat> who liked Invader Zim. Right, yeah. It's a good show still, though. It's one of those things where the fan base is killing. I'm going to sing the new song now. You know, it's like the zany random. Rick and Morty's getting the, killed. The zany by random people. Rick and Morty. They're getting killed by their fan base, too, I think. Uh, well, it's not even that. The quality has dropped. I watched. Season, I didn't think it was that great in the first place. I don't know. I watched season one, and it. I li- what I liked when I first watched it was that it was. All the Rick and Morty f- listeners are turn- tuning out right now. Yeah, that's fine. Fuck them. <laughs> it's, it's their bedtime anyway. No, I. Uh... <laughs> But what I liked about Rick and Morty when it first came out was that it was Rick was this super scientist that had basically he yeah. was such a good scientist it was magic, but it well, was like a parody of Back to, Back the, future. to the Future. It's pretty clear. That it's, it's pretty like- clearly a parody of Back to the Future, and also other movies and other in the uh, genre things. Right. Yeah, you know, like when they did the 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 fucking Jurassic Park parody the anatomy park and it was an amusement park where you get shrunk down to like a microscopic level and you go around an amusement park in a guy's body that's a fucking funny concept and then the whole time that story is going on in the background you have like the the rest of the family having like a really stressful christmas like get to get together right then i mean they definitely aren't shitty writers no, I my, think it's just it's just gets there, there's not a lot to it to to grab onto for me. I, I don't feel like it, it really pulls me in and makes me want to watch it more. Yeah, it's definitely a, a a turn on if uh, a watch if it's on kind of show. Right, you know what I mean. Like if you're scrolling through Adult Swim and you don't have anything to watch and Rick and Morty's on, that's a good show to just tune into. Yeah, kind of like Futurama. Futurama is a good show. Or I just turn it turn off the TV. Yeah, watch it. Like honestly, like the first season of Rick and Morty was phenomenal. The second season was all right. Then the third one, they tried way too much to like keep a 
they had a fan base and they knew they had it and they knew what their appeal was. So they like they focused in on that fan base specifically, I think. Yeah, and they just made like instead of having the show being about, you know, Rick and Morty going on crazy adventures, it became Rick and Morty doing the same shit they're always doing in this like everything's in the same vein of previous it's all callbacks. Yeah. Like it's almost like this the third season was all like a clip show. Yeah. That's what it felt like to That's me. That's what I mean. That's they're, what it felt like to me. They're catering to their audience that they've already established. You know, it was all callbacks and just, you know, boring. I mean, I guess if you have a big enough fan base already, it's not that bad to cater to them, right? Yeah. Like, I remember watching it when it first came out and realize, like watching it, you know, and being like, wow, this is crazy. You know, this hasn't been done before. Uh, like a sci-fi adventure comedy that's kind of gross. Yeah. Except and, for Jimmy and, Neutron. And raunchy. <laughs> yeah, and and then it turned into like almost a a parody of itself, I guess. Yeah, it did. Instead of being a parody of the stuff it was trying to make yeah, fun of, yeah, they went meta, dude. It, yeah, yeah, I guess they that's the best way did. to put it. Rick and Morty went meta really fast, and I don't know. I think it's still a good show. I definitely don't think it's as good as it used to be, and I definitely don't think it's. I definitely don't understand people that walk around with Rick and Morty merch. Right. Yeah. And and. Uh, it's the new Invader Zim. You, I think you were spot on. It kind of is, yeah. I don't know. That's <laughs> it's almost a cult following in a way. <laughs> yeah, a giant one, but a cult one nonetheless. Because yeah. a lot of people that that don't watch it, they're also all trolls. Like all of them, like Rick and Morty fans. It seems yeah. like <laughs> I never just got into it. I never saw like what was the like you know how was. you know how Aqua Teen doesn't really have a plot. They also like. Aqua Teen is crazy because every episode's got a new character and like they all have a different vibe. Yes, that's what I was getting at. And all that... the established characters are like the same, and they always go through the same bullshit. But in a, it's in funny. a different scenario, it's still funny every time. Yeah. With Rick and Morty, the first season felt like Aqua Teen, where each episode was a brand new thing, brand new characters, yeah. stuff they hadn't done before. And then they were like, you know what? Let's just keep doing that. Let's do the same shit we've been doing. Right. You know? They kind of, I don't know. I think you wear it out a little bit sometimes. Yeah. I definitely think Aqua Teen's the best show that, that Adult Swim's ever had. Yeah. The, the thing was, like, I, I don't understand. I can't put my finger on what it is that didn't wear Aqua Teen out in comparison to what Rick and Morty was doing. Yeah. You know, they seem very similar in their, like, the way they approached it. But I felt like Aqua Teen just like it just kept going for so long that like it didn't even matter because at that point you were just watching it because you knew it was gonna be something good, it, no matter what really. Yeah, there's not a bad. I can't. They think didn't of really a, a fuck any of episode, it up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can sit there and watch all of it. You know what it might have been was the dynamic between the three characters. The dynamic definitely helps for that, sure. That was perfect because like. You knew what to expect from each of them, but still every episode, it seemed like one of them would always surprise you. Yeah. Like, you have Frylock, who's, like, grounded and, like, trying to be the guy who brings everybody back to Earth, but also there's episodes where Frylock goes off the rails. Like, when he fucking uh, tries to get all the guts. Yeah, yeah. He tries to turn into that guy, and he has, like, the fake legs and shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a few where he goes off the rails, and that's those are the ones that get out of hand because the other two can't do anything about no, it. Like they... Meatwad is probably the new, the next best like established. Yeah. 
Like, I love the episodes that are just Carl, like, with the sirens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my fucking car! That's got to be in such an easy show to animate. Oh, my God. It's got to be. Uh, in comparison to other shows, definitely. But it still looks so clean. Yeah. That does. really is. It's got. It's probably one of my favorite shows, just because it was just so easy to watch yeah. a lot of it. Yes. Yeah, this is also a short uh, episode too, like the format. Ten is, minutes, yeah. right? So like, See, I, and that's what you know. It's definitely a another quantity over quality thing. But I, I've said it before. Robot Chicken is like that. Yeah. Well, I used to just get really high and watch Aqua Teen because it yeah. was fast paced. Yep. Like your your episodes are done real quick. You could watch like forty episodes in a night <laughs> with no problem. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you it could was just too, you could just you let could it literally go. watch you could watch six episodes an hour essentially. Yeah. You do that for a it few wasn't hours. Even, like I I'd love like getting fucked up and watching Aqua Teen while I do other shit. Yeah. Watch Aqua Teen and play Call of Duty or watch Aqua Teen and play Madden or mm -hmm. 2K or whatever. Um cuz the animation isn't like a huge part of it. No. It's really the, the all the explosions though. That's why you want It's the best explosion. part where they throw <laughs> like, like hyper realistic they, explosions. <laughs> they throw like a newspaper <laughs> on the ground and it blows up. Yeah. The house is on fire in like every episode yeah. basically. No, that show was magic. That really was. Yeah. Um <laughs> I I I also I really liked Harvey Birdman a lot. I loved Metalocalypse. Yeah, it's weird that Adult Swim doesn't have those coming up. They don't it seems like their uh, newer animated shows don't catch on. No. And it's that was honestly like the prime was back then. Like I felt I, Metalocalypse even kind of died out a little bit too. Yeah. The the rock opera fucking sucked honestly. Like the movie they did or whatever. I didn't see that. The death opera. I watched it, like the first two seasons and basically stopped watching because I didn't know when it was on. Yeah. It was at like a quarter after midnight or some shit. Like a uh, yeah, like weird time slot. Twelve forty-five or something. Yeah, it was I think. something sketchy. Uh, I I I binge watched quite a bit of Squidbillies actually, and I only uh, watched it once when I was on mushrooms. Uh, <laughs> that show with John. That, that show is is so weird, but it's it's weird. It's really good, honestly. the The humor is great. It's hard to watch. It is. That's like, a very hard show to watch. See, that's the thing is those shows. The, the were art style is built, so strange. They were built for people who are not sober. Yeah, like they 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 have an appeal to someone who's not sober. It's weird because if you're sober watching it, it's not the same. Yeah, you can get into it if you're not. Because <laughs> Squidbillies always felt like it was just. <laughs> it felt like you were on mushrooms just watching yes. it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's a bunch That's of. That's why we did that. Because we were like, <laughs> well, this is already. We're already on mushrooms watching this. We have mushrooms. <laughs> that was like. I was in his basement and we just did that. Played uh, Guitar Hero that night. I think that was the last time I saw him. <laughs> that was forever ago. Back, I fucking miss the days where, like, you'd be, what the fuck? I went up a Snapchat. Uh, <laughs> I miss when, like, it didn't used to have to be, like, I don't know. Way back in the day, we used to go play night tag and shit. It's like, that was, like, the thing to do, playing night tag or, like, fucking actually doing things. And I feel like kids don't do that anymore. 
Yeah. Like, it seems like uh, they're all fucking on their Instagrams instead. Or they're on fucking Twitter or whatever. It's kind of a shame. Even at, at a certain point, I stopped doing that shit, but that's because we were playing Guitar Hero or fucking DDR. DDR was, like, really where this, it started, like, music-based fucking games and shit. And that shit brought a lot of people together because they were easy to access because they're, mm. they're just rhythm games, but also because you could do it with other people. And it was also a video game, so you, like, got into that sort of same, uh, like, group of people, basically. It was weird. I felt like DDR brought a lot of people together, as, as weird as it sounds. And it, it also died off quick, too. DDR died off as soon as Guitar Hero became a thing. It, it died off really fast, and I don't understand why, because it's it's the same genre, but it's different, like... It's not really the Dancing same Dancing isn't as cool as guitars, dude. I guess that's what it is. It's got to be. Um... I don't know. I liked it. I, I liked both of them, really. I was good at guitar. I was good at DDR, and I was good at Guitar Hero. Yeah. I was definitely extremely bad at DDR. I was really good at Guitar Hero. I was awful at DDR. See, I'd be in so much better shape if DDR was such uh, still a thing. Like if you had MLG <laughs> DDR, oh like fucking. If I was just a Twitch God. streamer, like doing DDR, why doesn't anybody do that? Somebody's got to do it, right? It's probably some girl with big tits. Right. We should just start doing Speaking it. Which, I got to stop opening Snapchat when I'm on <laughs> getting hard on camera. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we should just twi- start Twitch streaming DDR, though. We should just start. It wouldn't tw- be that expensive. Twitch, you could get a fucking. Twitch streaming erections. Whoa, what that's the fuck weird. Is this? I've never seen that before. <laughs> they got a new. Uh, Chromecast must have a new interface. <clears throat> Holy crap. That does look better than the shit blue screen, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think... Dude, it'd be so cheap to get into DDR now, probably. You get one of those pads for 10 bucks. <laughs> the fucking... Like, what are they? They're like fucking foam pads. They were like vinyl with mattress. They didn't work half the time. No. You did you ever, did you ever see anybody with the hard mat? Yeah, I had one. You had a hard mat? Yeah, it had a bar. It had a bar yeah. on the back. Yep. Yeah, they were the super ones. expensive. Yeah, they were real expensive. I remember they had, they had ones that were basically just like mattress pads. Mhm. You what know what were. was what was weird though? Was that DDR at the arcade was the better experience, but it fucking sucked. Yeah, they also had the other one that was instead of up down left right, it was, diagonals, it was the diagonals. Right? That one was And it would throw you off cuz you were used to the other one. Yeah. They had it at the bowling alley. Do they have one that was all of them? Every cardinal <laughs> That's direction? That's what they should do, including the middle one. Yeah, jump. Well, that was the thing was the diagonal one had the four diagonals and the middle button. That's what it was. So you, But with DDR, it was just up, down, left, right. Wasn't it with the diagonal one, like where the up, down, left, right was, was basically, you would just be pivoting the whole was, time, right? That's what it. That's what I remember that one being like. Yeah, they were just you didn't, metal. You, you didn't just face the screen. You were kind of pivoting. The your idea body was to the do that. Time. Yeah. Because yeah. you're because you're facing this way or you're facing this way because diagonals. Like you kind of had to do that. Yeah. It was definitely harder because there's more of a reach. Yeah. Like a spread between the two diagonals. The thing was like if you were good at it. It's not that much of a difference. You, you get used to it quick because if you're already good at DDR, you kind of catch on. 
but it was fucking that was such a big game back then. If Twitch was a thing back then, it would be fucking time, time splitters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember nights where like uh we would just play DDR for fucking way too long. Everybody would be sweaty as yeah. fuck. Yeah. And fucking honestly, it was like still pretty cool. And there was never any good songs. They were all wicked bad songs, they except for real to real. They were like Japanese songs, weren't yeah. they? Yeah, they were. And some of them had like music videos behind them and shit. <laughs> it's a shame. They had DDR, DDR2, DDR Max or whatever. DDR, uh, what was Remix? the green one? Yeah, there was a green one or some shit. I don't even know. It's funny because they didn't really make that many of the games either. Well, what was the one for the Wii that got Just Dance? That was popular for a while. Yeah, that was. And that's motion control. So, isn't there a Dance Central, Central? or something? That was with the Connect, right? Yeah. Just Dance is still popular, though, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they still make them. Yeah, I think they make them for the Switch now. It's got to be way better with the Switch. Because you don't have the fucking nunchuck. Yeah. Is that how it was? Or was it just the one Wiimote? It... I don't know. They made the one for the iToy. Yeah. That was one that... That was the one that got big, I think. Because it was all camera-based. That's how you need it to be, though. Because then it can track your hands and your legs. That That's really the way you had to do it. I, that one iToy game was so... Just I, the first one, iToy Play. I never played it. Oh, iToy was so sweet. There was, it's weird. There was a spot that was like where the craziest like, fucking time. I remember yeah. I got the iToy for like Christmas or my birthday, and it was like I got the iToy Play, I got the iToy uh, Nickelodeon's game, which was sweet. There was one <laughs> spot in time. <laughs> I just yawned and burped at the same yeah. time. There was one spot. Where, uh, like, motion games were huge. And then they died off. And then the Wii came out. Yeah. The Wii, the Wii was, like, the peak of it, basically. Yeah, I feel like the... Not the Kinect. The iToy came out, and it was pretty popular. Right. And then that kind of crashed. And then the Wii came out, and that went up. The Wii and then it, then missled. It, and then it kind of plateaued. The Wii U sort of, like... And then it was the... The Connect and the PlayStation Move, they were just... Because anybody that wanted the motion controls had a Wii. Yeah. Everybody had a everybody had a Wii, yeah. right? I don't know anybody that didn't have a Wii. <laughs> yeah. I don't know any human beings that didn't own a Nintendo Wii. <laughs> that was a crazy fucking time, too. No, it like, did seem like everybody got that because, you know, it was like... it was. Everybody was talking about it. Everybody liked Wii Bowling, so everybody, that, that yeah, was, was really what it was. Like, literally, people would get the Wii just for, for Wii, Wii sports. sports. Yeah. Which was actually a good deal. And, like, and nowadays, you probably get it for fucking $40, all that shit. <laughs> I will play Wii Sports right now when I get home because I still have my Wii hooked up. Yeah. I think one there's one hooked up downstairs. Pretty sure. I just remember how crazy it was, like... My dad plays Wii Golf all the time, or Frisbee Golf or whatever and shit, too. He doesn't play bowling anymore because it's too easy. Like, at a certain point, you recognize exactly where to throw the ball, and you can just roll 300 every time. It's kind of bullshit. <laughs> but I remember, like, I used to, uh, 
like way back forever ago, I used to have people spend the night at my old house and we would just go downstairs and play Wii Bowling for most of the night, just for whatever reason, even though like you could pretty much ace it every time. Yeah. The first one was easy. But when they did Wii Sports Resort, it with was the, with it was harder. Motion Plus, right? Yeah, it was harder because you couldn't th- you couldn't rocket the ball halfway down the the fucking lane, yeah. like because if you did that every time, it would work. You just have to know exactly where to throw it. The Wii Sports Resort had the sword fighting game. It had a couple of really cool games. There was boxing on it too. I think boxing was in the first one too. That one was impossible though. You got to a point in the box no, just No, dude, it was so hard. That's what I only did versus. Mm. Yeah, it's fucking I don't know. They need to find a way to bring that back. But I think the problem is they're moving to VR. Everything's yeah. moving towards VR. So like you it kills off just those basic motion control and I games. I think VR is too intense for most people. It could be, and it also is still in its infancy. as fuck. It's in its infancy, too. Yeah. Like, it's not really, nothing's really that polished. Mm-mm. So you're at a point where, like, you can get into VR, but it's expensive, and it's not that great right now. So it's either wait or play fucking Wii Sports Resort. <laughs> Those are your options. <laughs> they should just make Wii Sports Resort VR. You know? Yeah. Because then you can see, look around and see all the me's, the roly-poly-oly looking dudes. I'd really like just to play super hot VR again because that's... That game seems like it would work real well in VR. It's seriously the most fun I've ever had playing a game. Yeah. Like just pure fun, you know? No role-playing, no story, just pure fun with super hot VR. It was absolutely yeah. insane. I mean, it's definitely designed for it. It's it's beyond fucking perfect for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. The whole storyline was VR, basically. Yeah. It's <laughs> the idea. And like after, and I loved Super Hot to begin with, but after playing it in VR, I can't go back. Yeah, I've, and play I haven't it. played it in VR, but I've played the game itself, and the game standalone, like without VR, is still good. Yeah. So like, you gotta imagine that even in a VR sense it would work like out. Like the thing is in the VR you get both your hands, you get freedom of motion, freedom to look. You don't move right. at all. Yeah. But like I think I brought it up before, there's the one level where you start off and you're at, you're you're a bartender and all the guys are coming at you and all you can do is throw beer bottles and mm-hmm. liquor bottles and stuff. And you can literally like like you know, you grab a beer bottle one in each hand you smash one over a guy, and then you grab his head and crush his face against the the bar. Do you use a controller? You use the Vive controller. How do you move then? Because there's definitely you don't, movement. You don't move. Oh, I really? don't think you move. Because I thought in the regular game you'd have to move to like avoid bullets, and time only moves when you do. So like, there's got to be a way that it, you move. I can't remember how it worked now that I think about it. I don't remember moving. I don't. Maybe you do. I think the room would track your movement, I think is what it was. And you would be in like a, like a four foot by four foot like area of movement. See, that's another thing about VR is you need, if you're going to have a, a physical movement, you need room. Yeah. Like there has to be a room in your house that you dedicate to it almost. Well, I mean, people do that with the Wii kind of. We had that. We had a dedicated right, right. Wii room. 
You know, you weren't going to play the Wii in your bedroom. You were going to play but, the Wii in, like, the open living room. Right. But, but as with the VR, VR with the e- Vive, you need the, yes. the notches in the corner and all that. Yeah. Yeah. As as VR gets bigger, it, you pretty much have to have a devoted room to just maybe just your PC and a bunch of fucking open area. That's what Wes's room is like, you know. His his PC room is a separate room. It's just his computer. That's what you have to have, yeah. I'm not I'm not ready to get into it. It's too expensive and it's not polished yet. Until I see, you know, like really fucking I mean some of those games are still getting good reviews cuz they're probably fun. But it's not worth the well, you're amount basically of money. Spending you're spending six hundred, seven hundred bucks probably, right? For the yeah. Vive? Yeah. It's not it's not worth it. It's like I'll just uh put my phone in a fucking one of those VR things. <laughs> Check yeah. it out for a couple seconds. I mean that's the problem too, is that if I got it if, if you and I got a VR, we wouldn't be exclusively playing it. No, there's no way. You'd probably throw up. Well, it's not even that, it's like what games do you and I really play? Yeah. You well, know? it also disorients you anyway. Yeah. Like, you know, I play right now. I'm mostly only playing Counter-Strike and Hitman 2 and they don't have NBA. insurgency for fucking VR. and insurgency. So Yeah, as soon as they have Apex Legends VR. Now Hitman VR would be crazy. Yeah, cuz then you can kill everybody. Yeah. In VR. <laughs> I've never played any of those. Oh. Do you have Game Pass or no? No. The first one's on Game Pass. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I. I. I kind of. I might eventually do it, but it's like I don't know. There's not enough that I would play. I don't think. I don't dedicate enough time to like other games. I pretty much stick with like the tried and true, like three or four. You games. Play like Destiny and Madden and yeah. And, yeah. The show in Insurgency right now is like that's that's the top four I think. Yeah, like I started playing Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice, and I got through like the first area, and I'm like, this is too. It's a great game, but I would rather be playing Hitman or CS:GO. Yeah. Like at least right now with Hitman, because I I went through <laughs> and I I got I have the first one, and I went through and I beat the whole first one, and then Sunday I bought the second one. And you can import all the levels from the first one into the second one if right. you own both of them. So now I'm playing through the second one. And by the time I'm done, like, I had it Sunday, right? I already put nine hours into it between Sunday and Monday. And that was only on the first map. There's six. Because each map is replayable. There's an infinite amount of ways to assassinate all the targets and all that. Well, it's weird. I almost don't... I, I feel like I almost don't want to dedicate a certain amount of time to learning a new game in general. Yeah, that's the problem, too, with those games. The Hitman games are wicked. Like, if you haven't played them before, they're really hard to pick up. Yeah. You know, but... the tutorial is really good. It's very extensive, but it's it's such a challenge. It's a puzzle game disguised as a stealth game. Right. Is basically what Like, it, I what booted it up RuneScape, old school RuneScape, because Cass was talking about yeah. it. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. And I played it for like an hour. And I was like, you know what? All I'm doing is cutting down trees. Like, I found out that the only thing I'm doing is cutting down trees and then making fires out of them. Yeah. For way too long. Like, increasing my fire making skill. I don't know. Like, the problem with that game is they don't give you, like, a waypoint to go to. 
to carry on whatever quest you're on. So you really don't know. And the yeah. map's fucking huge immediately. As soon as you put into the game, you can zoom out and the map's giant. So you're like, I don't. I don't actually know what to do. Had to walk halfway across the map to get like copper ore or some shit. And then I'm just farming ore for the weapons I can't make yet. So Yeah. What am I what am I doing? Like all I'm gonna be doing is dedicating a bunch of time to clicking on trees or clicking on fucking rocks. Doors. I'm like, I'm not I'm not doing this. I'm done. Yeah, that's my problem with MMOs. It's MMOs in general, yeah. Uh, the the thing with when when WoW first came out, and I remember first playing WoW, it was crazy because there wasn't anything like it yet. So you weren't you weren't you didn't realize that you were just doing busy work most of the time. Yeah. And then other RPGs come out that give you a similar experience to all the good shit that WoW had, like the dungeon crawling, the boss fights, the leveling up, the uh, the getting the cool gear. You know, you look at your Skyrims or your Witcher. Or See, I like that, getting gear that's better and better and progressing throughout. Or is... Destiny. The thing with Destiny is that the monotony is fun. Yeah. With WoW, the monotony is not fun. That's the thing is, if you have solid gameplay, that It doesn't feel out. monotonous. The grinding works if you yeah. have gameplay that's like, what fun. What is it? With de- the Destiny is just mechanically It's just a solid perfect. game... Yeah, mechanically it's made. Like well. if you if if Destiny was no multiplayer, just the story mode. Say it was just like an 8-hour to 10-hour I know I know the story is not that long, but let's say Destiny as a game was just an 8-hour story mode. Yeah. You would still be like this is still great and it's right. still probably worth 60 bucks, just like Halo. Thing is they want an end game. Yeah, for the people that played all the time, which is why they go well. And now it's different too with Activision being gone. Yeah, they're like, we're just gonna put out like constant updates instead of like one big update every quarter or whatever. Yeah, because they used to do that, but now if like World of Warcraft did the same thing, it was like periodical updates every you know three four months to keep people playing, keep people interested. That's what you need to do, especially with a game yeah. that's like that where you're constantly getting. And then, then WoW's expansions were only like every two to three years. Right. And that, then, that's all of the a, thing. then all of a sudden, Frequency the of only updates were expansions. Yeah. I feel like after Wrath of the Lich King, I didn't, I played after. And then with that, you're paying for updates. You're also paying for a subscription. Yeah. Which people would not want if it was Destiny where you're paying $60, another $10.20 for an uh, expansion plus a subscription. That's way too much because yeah. you're paying fifty bucks a year just for Xbox Live or PlayStation Plus. No, they're they're not gonna handle that. They're not gonna deal with that. With World of Warcraft, it makes sense because you're not paying for a PC subscription. You're just paying for that game. Yeah, that's why it's good that the Elder Scrolls Online went free to play. Yeah. Even though I don't, I, apparently that game's huge, and apparently so is Final Fantasy XIV. I, I mean, I hear decent things about. Elder Scrolls Online, but it's like I feel like most people also say Skyrim's better. Oh yeah, for sh- for sure. So I if I could if I could have a conversation with somebody that prefers ESO to Skyrim, I could I think I'd which I'd to be me, very confused. I'd be very confused actually. To me, that seems weird because you would think ESO is a exp- like constantly expanding universe that would constantly grow and get better. And you can interact with other people. And I feel like the gameplay just probably isn't that fun. 
But it's like, how do you fuck it up when you've done it already? Like, I never understood that. Like, when you make when you make a game that fucking works and it's been successful, how do you fuck it up? Destiny 1 from Destiny 2 is not that different gameplay-wise. They're, no. they're more or less the same. They were like, look, we have a game that works, so we're going to just do it again. Improve the graphics a little, change the storyline, give you some new shit. I think, I think that's the problem with ESO is that people were just expecting an online Skyrim. Yeah. Which is what they should have done. That's they should what have they done. Should they should have, have done like a. They should have done like a Skyrim Borderlands sort right. of thing. There's yeah. no. They're not wrong to expect that. That's what it should have been. Yeah. I hear it's still good though. I haven't tried it. I think I downloaded it, made a character, and then uh, the server crashed. And I uninstalled. Yeah. Well, but, there's um, just no excuse for that not to be that. Though. Yeah. That's the thing. Um. But I hear Final Fantasy 14 is actually. Like the biggest, the biggest MMO out right now. Is that the one where you push a car and then the cat on the boardwalk and all that? No, that's fifteen. That's the game. <laughs> that's the game. Game. <laughs> no, fourteen. I don't know. I think Brian had played it. I can't remember. But I would say, I've I seen. Would say I I think he has played it. I've seen gameplay of it. And it looks amazing. I can't do MMOs, right. but it looks amazing. Brian's probably listening though, because he doesn't. He doesn't like the episodes where we talk to people he doesn't know. True. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So hopefully, when he listens to this, he'll text us and be like, "Yeah, I played it. Final Fantasy fourteen. You know and, and it's good. You know he will. He's gonna. Yeah, I'm expecting him it. to. And I'm not even like I could totally just text him right now and be like, Brian, did you play Final Fantasy fourteen? But I'm gonna it's wait. Gonna be funnier I'm gonna if wait. He says it. I'm gonna wait a couple days and see if he. <laughs> but, uh, I don't even know what I was getting at with that. Yeah. Oh, uh, they're making um. A third Borderlands. Did you ever, you never played the first two, did you? I don't remember. I played one, I think. <laughs> I think you I didn't it like free. it. I, I mean, don't remember. It's not that I didn't like it. I just didn't get into it that much. I felt like it was monotonous. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of got stuck, I think. They're too. making a third one. I think they announced the third one. I mean, I think they could get away with it for sure. They got a lot of fucking fan support. And I think that genre is really big too right now. Anthem's coming out soon. That's the problem is they're going to be competing with Anthem and the Division Two. Uh, Apex Legends is really big, and it's not the same genre, but they also have Destiny Two to compete with. So like that looter shooters genre has a lot of people jumping into it. Yeah. See, the thing is though, is I might be one of those guys, but it's also offline. Yeah, I was going to say I might be one of those people that. I loved the first Borderlands. The second one was pretty good. And I might just be like, fuck the other games. Right. I would just rather play Borderlands. The original one? Well, just stick with that specific series. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if there's any people that, that have played Destiny or The Division or other looter shooters just because there isn't a Borderlands 3. You know what I mean? I'm sure there is, yeah. And I wonder if... The, if I'm all sure there's also Destiny players that are going to check out Borderlands Anthem. 3. Yeah. Oh, Anthem's the other one. Any of them. I haven't seen much good about Anthem. No, me either, really. It seems okay, but it's not. it doesn't seem like the the gun, gunplay is that fun. From what I've heard, it's not that great. But I Is mean, it out already? No, it comes, no, it comes out, out this a couple month weeks, or right? something like that, yeah. Maybe yeah. next month. I don't, I don't trust anything Bioware touches ever since Mass Effect 3. It's also EA. And it's also EA. So it worries me. I was definitely interested in when it 
was revealed. But I also just, I don't know. I, I've put so much time into Destiny 2. So, like, it feels like if I just stop playing it, I feel like I'm, I'm locked in now. Yeah. I, I, you it's know. like an abusive relationship. Yeah. That's why I play 2K still. Yeah, it's like when there's a drop, you know, like if it goes two or three weeks without a content update, which usually it's two or three weeks before the next one, it seems like there's not much to do, even though, because I'm max level, <laughs> like I have all the weapons I want, my build is like the way I want it to be, it's like, what do I have to play for right now? Yeah. So, and that's because I put a lot of time into it. So. Yeah. See, that's how I felt with Diablo 3. When I played through, and, like, that was all I played for, like, a few weeks one summer. Yeah. And I got, like, the wizard, the demon hunter, and the monk all max level. And I was like, I I haven't touched it since. It's also, Because you you get to a point where it's like, you know, you kind of have done everything. At least the problem with Diablo 3 was that there was only one one expansion. Yeah. And there's definitely things I can work towards in Destiny 2. Don't quote me on that. I think there was only one. Reaper of Souls was the only one. The expansion? For Diablo 3. That was the only I one. I think it right? was, yeah. yeah. And Destiny, the first Destiny had three? The first one had uh, House of Wolves. and There was two two early, exp- just little things. Then there was uh, the Taken King, and then there was Rise of Iron. Those were the two big ones. And then Destiny 2 dropped, and then there was uh, Curse of Osiris, Warmind, uh, and Forsaken. That was the big one. It's the same same formula. They kind of follow the same thing. Like they yeah, yeah, do yeah. two big content drops, like every year or whatever, and they separate them, like year one, year two, year three. <clears throat> but the idea for me is like I just there's things I could chase in those games, but they would just take so much time to complete, you know. And I think with with a game like Diablo. There's dungeons, right, in Diablo 2 or whatever. What are they called? Oh. Like, there's an endgame mode in Diablo 2. The Nephilim Rifts. Yeah, yeah, The Rifts. They were cool, and you would get wicked good gear, but the problem was just... It's not a pretty game to look at. No, it isn't. That's... I think now that I'm... I've I've been... I tried to start playing Diablo 2, even, like, not even a month ago. And I was like, you know what? I don't... I'm not interested in just the visuals in general. Which I mean, I guess I probably could tolerate since I would listen to a po- like watch a podcast or something as well. That's that was my problem with three was like. Does three? I haven't even played three. Does three I, like it looks? good? It looks pretty good, honestly. Three looks really good, but once you play it so much, it just looks very same. You've seen very, it all, yeah. Very Robotic land, yeah. Three is that's the problem I have with Madden. Is like when you play I, I, it so much. I, I had to stop playing it. I played way yes. like as soon as I got nineteen, I legitimately played. I probably played like seven or eight games a day, yeah. which is fucking. That's the not thing is, is is when you play that much, all you've seen all the animations so many times that you feel like you're doing the same thing over and yeah. fucking over. And you know, you would you would I would you know start a franchise, struggle the first year. Kick ass the second year, third year, fourth yeah. year, fifth year. I have to pay all my guys, and I can't pay all of them. And then the sixth year, I get bored because yeah. all of a sudden, all the players that I know about are gone. Right. You know, yes. and then you're all like, you're playing like a bunch of drafted kids. Yeah, that- and that's the thing with two K is at least with two K, you know, uh, like I have a I have a league now where 
I was uh, the general manager of, like, the Thunder. Either the Thunder or the Grizzlies. Like, some small... Mar- I think it was the Grizzlies. I traded away all my superstars. Yep. I traded away Mike Conley, Marcus Saul, and Lance Stevenson, and draft picks. Took on a bunch of shitty players. Right. Played like absolute dog shit. Sim the whole first year. Got the first overall pick. Traded that for a bunch of picks. I just built up picks. See, I think simming is part of the issue too. It's like when you get to a certain point in the season, you're losing yeah. your guys. Yeah, and that was the thing. In- That's what I'm scared of in Madden right now. It's because like I've played. I haven't simmed any of it, but like I'm like five seasons in, and I'm thinking I'm about to like Aaron Rodgers, Clay Matthews, like. All those dudes, Joey, I have Joey Bosa, like those guys are going to retire. So yeah. like, I'm like, fuck, I don't want to start over. Yeah. Like, I want to keep going with this. And, that, and that's the thing, like I was getting at with 2K is like, I ended up becoming the general manager of the Knicks and yeah. I had all this cap space and I went around and I just re-signed a bunch of wicked old legends. Like I have like a 40 year old LeBron and like a 36 year old Kevin Durant and right. shit. So I have all these older players, but it's fun to play as them because you can pretend in your head like, wow, they're all in these their prime. Guys, they're like, yeah, they're in their prime, but not even that. Like, they're in the the twilight years of their career, and they're all together, yeah, going up against the super young rest of the league. Like, it's fun. To, the NBA, I don't watch it. I fucking hate watching it. It's boring as shit to me. Yeah. But the storylines are good because it's a whole, it's a year round thing. I'm getting close to that in the show too. Yeah. Like that that's one of the things about the show is the animations don't fucking always look the same so you don't really get that bored of it cuz they're good enough to set themselves apart. And, and every player in the, at least from what I played of the show, not the newest one but just in general, every player feels different. Yes, every they player do, is sure. different. Their swings are all different. Yeah. And it's um, just fun. It's if it's it's so much more strategic than any other sports I've game. I've done two whole seasons almost, which playing, is a lot of games. Playing every game? Yes. A lot of games. And I'm in the uh, champion. I just finished the ALCS in my second year against the Yankees. I was fucking, it was game two. It was two to, it was three to two in the bottom of the ninth. I was losing. I had holes up and a guy on second. And I was like, I'm about to win this game because I was about to hit a walk-off home run. Four to fucking three or whatever. Hit it deep to right field and Aaron Judge robbed it at the wall. That was my third out. That was the game. <laughs> so it was either a walk-off home run or he robs me. Yeah. And of course he does because the AI is perfect. You know what, too, is that uh, a game that doesn't ever get old that neither of us play is NHL. Yeah. That's I have a game. Uh, 15 or some shit. Yeah. Like I have one of the wicked old ones. Yeah. That's a game where it's so fast Yeah, that it's in, you know, the games... The problem for me is I either when I play on pro, it's you either, too easy. You either destroy or it's you too get easy. destroyed. I shred the other team. If I play on all pro or whatever the next difficulty up is, I fucking get dominated. Because you can't like just deke out the goalie and shit at a certain point. And I'm not, I don't know enough about hockey either. Yeah, that's that's a big problem that people have. Um. Uh, like I don't the, know. You don't, you don't call plays. You have like base yeah, sets. Yeah. And you you have to play. I don't off know of when to sauce or pass. Yeah. Like I don't know <laughs> when don't to know the clear the like, puck. You know. I mean, I know what icing is. I know what offsides yeah. is. It's like I know the basic shit, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do. A, I'm not gonna study 
NHL to play the fucking game. Yeah, that the thing I loved about the NHL games was that when you built your team, it felt like your team. Like because every NHL team is built differently. Yeah, for sure. You know, every single one is built differently, and you could build one that was like, okay, I'm gonna have all my, you know. My my snipers on the first line and all my deekers on the second, and then my third line is just gonna be a checking line. Then my fourth line is gonna be all the fast dudes. Yeah, and you would strategically plan that out. Yeah, but you would also have to know every player on your team and every single thing they were good and at. Line changes when you should switch lines, dude. Like, and it's so fast too to switch lines in that yeah. game. Like, you oh, it's, in, it's almost you just instant. hit X. Yeah, and and it switches to your next line or whatever. You gotta know when to do it when you're clearing the puck down the fucking yeah. ice. And it's if like, you get caught off guard, you're fucked. Yeah. And if you go into a shootout and you're playing against the computer, you're fucked. Yeah. I never win shootouts. I, I really like the intensity of hockey. It's just that I ne- I got into it for like a year and I just never stayed with it. That was all. And I think if I did, I'd probably still really like it. But I don't. I don't know. It's kind of like basketball as well, where like you get a lot of games. You know, the yeah, only they, reason they, I can tolerate baseball having so many games is because. I don't have to pay constant attention to it. Yeah. Like, I can just fucking... You can watch one game per series, which means you're only really watching, like, 30 games. Yes, you're really only focused on this this series. You can watch one game a week and be fine. Yeah. With baseball. Yes. I mean, fuck, you could watch just the highlights. You'd see, like, four hits. You could watch the last inning of every game, mostly. Yeah. (laughs) You know, a lot of the time... uh, at least for me, I you're like... You're waiting for... A lot of times, you're waiting for that starter to get tired. Yeah. Because, like, the first four or five innings, a lot of times, they're shut down innings because the pitchers are so good now. Yeah. I, I like baseball because it's... My dad will always watch it, and we could just sit there, shoot the shit, and watch baseball. Right. That's the same thing with SU games. We could sit there and shoot the shit for the first half, then the second half. There's something about, like, uh, nothing happening for six innings... And yeah. then the crack of the bat fucking putting one in the gap with a dude on second. Yeah. There's just something so great about, like, watching someone hit a home run. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking Americana as fuck is what it is. It really is. It's, I fucking can't wait for baseball season. I'm like, so hyped um, for baseball season. That team, uh, the Angels look, like, just, like, if you look at the roster, they just look awesome. If you got Mike Trout and Shohei Otani... Andrelton Simmons, who's basically he got a Golden Glove last year, but super under fucking rated shortstop. And then it's like even Justin Upton, they, they have a good roster, but it's like that's a team that underperforms every year. Yeah, it's so weird. <clears throat> but you got like a team like the Yankees that has a good roster and they still play really well every year. It's odd, and you can't put your finger on what that is. The Yank people say the Yankees buy their rings, but when you think about it, really. The only player they there's bought, rosters that are better than the Yankees. Yeah, it all comes from the the farm system. Like, it, a lot the, of it does for sure. The the players I the, from since I've been a kid, the only players that I remember the Yankees signing that were like super huge game changers. Obviously, a Rod, Aaron Judge. Well, Aaron Judge was drafted by the Yankees. Well, yeah. Oh, because you're talking about just farm system. I'm I'm talking about people that were signed like big name, like oh, bu- signed from someone like else. buying yeah. buying their rings. Yeah, yeah. The only players I can think of off the definitely top of my head, A-Rod, yeah. definitely A Rod. Mark Deshera was a big deal, and CC Sabathia was a huge deal. CC was around for a long time too. He's still like, around. He put in this is years, I think dude. this is his last year. Is he's year. still gonna stay? Yeah, I thought he was gonna be done. He signed one more uh, one year deal. Fuck. And um. He they still signed, throws heat, man. That they, who fucking, the fuck did they sign uh, after? A.J. Burnett was the other one. Yeah. 
Yeah, they. I mean, that's the thing. Is that like, year when they won the World Series was crazy because everybody expected them to win it all, and then all of a sudden Philadelphia was like, "Nah, we're yeah. doing this shit. We won it last year. We're we're better than before." And just uh, it ended up being Hideki Matsui just fucking. Yeah, dude. he got like four home runs in six games. Hideki was. Awesome. <laughs> Like, that was just a crazy series. I still remember just every time he came up to bat, you were like, he's about to fucking kick some ass now. And it was yep. just that, like, he was always a decent guy. He was always, always a decent player. That's how I player. feel about dudes like Bryce Harper or Mike Trout. It's like you see him at the plate, and you just admire their at-bat yeah. because you're like, this guy can see the ball so fucking well, and if he gets if he gets a piece of the bat on the fucking ball, it's in the gap. And if it's not in the gap, he popped it where it probably should have been, but the fucking fielder got there. Yeah. Like, he, they put it in the perfect spot every time. It's really ba- unbelievable. Baseball is such a crazy sport, and I, it gets no respect. It's very difficult to be a batter in fucking baseball. It's so hard. People yeah. don't understand. Even really good fucking batters are still, like, they're average. If you look at their average, you're not fucking getting on base every time. Not even close. No. Like, the best ones get on a third of the time. Yeah, you're they, two for five in a game. Yeah. If you're good. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's really crazy. But it's it's just weird that baseball gets just no... Baseball is like the nickelback of sports. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Maroon 5 yeah. of sports. It got overplayed, and people stopped paying attention to it. <laughs> like, I don't remember what, what it was, but there was just a shift between covering baseball all the time to covering the NBA... And now the NBA is becoming a thing. Like they, you know, the AAF first weekend actually beat the NBA in ratings. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's hilarious. So that goes to show you how popular American football is. When a, a second level league of American football beats the NBA out, yeah, in well, two days of, of yeah. I mean that's a what, weekend. What though. the fuck was there was uh, there was a thing I read, two things I read on Reddit about basketball on the NBA subreddit. One of them was that they did a survey on Reddit, which had, the NBA subreddit has over one and a half million people on there, if I recall correctly. Probably. And they surveyed over a, hundreds of thousands of people on there to be like, how often do you watch games? This, this, this. I imagine and they only, don't watch that Only, much. like, I would honestly say it was, like, uh, 4 or 5% of the people that were surveyed actually watch yeah. games. I imagine there's certain ones they want to watch, but, like, when there's... It's, like, how many games do you watch a week? And most people were, like, one or fewer. Yeah. I would say uh, an overwhelming majority. Yeah. It because it's, comes just, from it's just oversaturated. Too many games, yes. And and then the, the other thing I but was But what reading, do you do? What do you do? Do you just make them play less you, games? You can't shorten the season because that's then I mean. it makes the whole all the records irrelevant. Do you just televise less games? I mean, you got to televise all of them, right? Because there and are people that watch all of them. There's only, uh, they're they're not even televised because really. it's not the WWE where you can just do house shows, yeah, and have them not be televised and not matter because every game does matter. So, like, you do have to kind of show every fucking game because if the fans really want to watch every game, they're going to watch every game. The problem with the NBA is that they hype up games as if they're events. Right. But it's like, why would I dedicate this night to watch Lakers versus Celtics yes. when 
you don't even when you know like that's the problem with the NBA too is that you know that the Warriors are gonna fucking win the title too because yeah. they're that much they're like the Alabama of the NBA right. they're that much better than everybody and uh, well I was gonna say that the um the uh, the the Pro Bowl for the NFL this year and last year not combined but just the Pro Bowl this year and the Pro Bowl last year had better ratings than every finals game for the NBA last year. Yeah. And the Pro Bowl gets made fun of by everybody that likes yep. the NFL, but it's still everyone you way... talk to about the Pro Bowl says I'm not watching it. Yeah. So how does that still happen? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know anybody that watches the Pro Bowl, it but goes apparently to show you. more people watch the Pro Bowl than people that watch basketball. Yeah. And and it's just when I watch I feel like if I miss an NBA game or something, I'm not going to be able to catch up on it unless I have some YouTube channel that's going to show me the highlights. Because yeah. they're not go- ESPN ain't going to. They're no, gonna ESPN's say- going to talk about trade rumors and LeBron's dinner and yeah. shit. And they're going to talk about how the dude that took six steps after picking up the ball traveled yesterday night. And the like, <laughs> I was yeah. watching it for like I watched and what was it? Fucking is it the jump? Yes, it's whatever's after NFL Live. Yeah. And fucking <laughs> the jump, the jump. <coughs> it's got Scottie Pippen on it. And shit. <laughs> yeah, Scottie Pippen and they were talking about Tracy this dude McGrady that well, clearly traveled, but like the I, the referees were saying it's because like he took two steps, lost control, or whatever, and regained control, so he gets his pivot foot back and then put it up or whatever. But he took like six steps. It's like if that's really the case, why can't you just run down the court being like this, like just bobbling, <laughs> just fucking just not have, just, just be like, pot- I didn't have control, just hot potato the ball the whole time. Yeah, I, I didn't have control. It's not traveling. It's got to be a yeah. It's a loophole. It's tra- <laughs> that's a loophole. It's and a half. definitely a loophole. But yeah, but that's know. what they talk about instead of going. Here's the highlights from the game. Yeah. Like like uh, you know, if you watch ESPN after like Sunday night after the Sunday night game. You're you're listening to them show the highlights of the game. I want that from the NBA, but I don't. I can't find that anywhere. It has. There has to be a YouTube. You ha- that's the problem. Is that you have to look for it. Yeah. And and NBA fans are like, well, the NBA is the best because anybody can be a highlight channel online and yada yada yada. But it's like, but you have to go and find those channels. You can't just go easy. to the NBA. There's no like wrap up. You know, like they play six, let's say they play six games today. I don't know how many they actually, let's say they play six NBA games today. You can't go to the NBA channel on YouTube and no, watch No, they're going to the talk about what LeBron tweeted fucking during the games. Yeah. Yeah. But if you, if, if it's a Sunday, like you said, and you go on the NFL YouTube channel, there's going to be a 15 minute recap of Here's, every game. Every single game is on the, YouTube you know, what's channel. a game changer for the NFL fucking red zone. Red zone is amazing. Red zone's great, especially when your team isn't on a bye week or something. Yeah. It's perfect. Uh, or if you're playing Monday night or Thursday. The other good thing is good morning football. I don't know if you ever watch it. You're never you're never up that early. That's the one with uh the that, dude from the Lions. What's his fucking name there? Uh Burleson. Yeah, Nate Burleson. Yeah, and that hot chick. Yeah. And those two other dudes. And Reggie <laughs> Bush, I think. Reggie Bush is yeah. on there. But anyway. Yeah. That's a great show because it's it's all NFL talk and it's four hours long mm-hmm. and they cover everything and there's no fucking social media. It doesn't need to be about Twitter. Like, Twitter, you know, the controversy. It's just straight up like 
This is this game. Here's the highlights. Let's talk about it. And okay, it's next weird game. because is next that game, what people game, want? Like, do people want the Twitter controversy? Like, is that what they really want to hear? I, because I, I, are they getting are the, is are they are their ratings increasing because they're talking about Twitter? Like, that's what I want to know. Because there's got to be a reason they're doing it and it's continuing. To like, do as it. far as the NBA, like, do the fans want to watch that? Because it has to be the case. Because otherwise, they wouldn't be doing it, right? They wouldn't. It would be trending upward. Their viewership would be trending upward. Yeah, honestly, I think the NBA is kind of. I think sports in general has kind of peaked, but I don't see the NBA becoming more popular than it is now. Especially because LeBron is retiring within the next couple of years. That's and yeah, yeah. he's really the only reason a lot of people keep up with it. Well, it was the same with Jordan. Like, I feel like people watched Michael Jordan. They didn't watch basketball. They yeah. watched Michael Jordan. And it's not. It doesn't seem to be the same with LeBron. Like, people don't tune in just to watch LeBron. They know how good he is. Mm-hmm. But I feel like with 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 MJ, it was like people would tune in to watch because he was doing something no one had before. And I think with LeBron, it's like it's been done before. Maybe he's better statistically. You know, who knows? It's a debate. It's always going to be a debate. I yeah, think. I I flip but, flop but, every time. I always flip flop. I never. But know. I think my point is like, did he bring in the eyes that MJ did? And I don't think that's the case. No, def- no the NBA probably the NBA wouldn't. was bigger back then too. Yeah. So there's a lot of factors. It's tough. It's a it's that it's a never I think debate. the problem with LeBron is that he I'm also he, a Bulls fan so or I was at least true. So. I think the problem with LeBron is that he doesn't ever create cuz even Kobe and Shaq that was a yeah. that was always something to watch like those cuz they hated yeah. each other they hated each other but they, they also worked so, so well together. together yeah and really the storyline with LeBron is is he going to win a championship no, because the Warriors exist. You know, right. what team is going to lose the Warriors this year is what it's been like for the past three years. That's part of the thing is like LeBron basically would have to carry a team through beating the Warriors. <laughs> so good fucking luck, bro. Which he did before, but the problem is that the Warriors didn't have Kevin Durant and Demarcus Cousins. Yeah, it then. wasn't the same team. No. Yeah, it's 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 weird. But and I still don't think that he's bringing in the eyes that Jordan did. No, but I think he's bringing in more eyes than anybody else probably combined. Sure, yeah. I think that's the argument. For was, sure. He's definitely bigger than all of the other fucking... Nobody, mean, the, nobody, nobody, nobody... You, you who's don't, the next big guy? Durant, maybe? Kevin Durant? Steph Curry, maybe? I feel like a lot of people know who yeah. Steph Curry... I think if you ask people... I think KD and Steph Curry are probably up there. Yeah. Uh, James Harden. Harden, yeah. Uh, that's about it. All I can think of. That's you know, and the rest, five, the rest I mean, of them are like you know, big. They're good players, but I guess it's not the guy that like it's can not carry like the team. you know, you're not gonna get people that start watching the NBA because of somebody like Giannis Antetokounmpo or right, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Butler or Paul George. Like people yeah. start watching it because of. Yao Ming, <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing too. Is Yao Ming was a crazy character? Like, a, like people watched to watch Yao Ming too because he was a fucking seven foot seven Asian guy. Yeah, 
Who what was the who was the little Asian dude that went off for like a week? Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin. Yeah. Yeah. And he still plays, right? He's on he the, for the Rockets now. or something. He he. Oh shit! Holy shit! I know so much about Jeremy Lin. He's one because he used to. He, for, there was like one month where he just blew. He, the he fuck averaged up. like forty points a game. He was ridiculous. He, he scored a game winner over Kobe, like in yeah. overtime or some and, shit. And he just blew the fuck up, and then no one knew who he was again. He went from the Knicks to the Nets to the, the Hawks. Knicks, that's who he was playing for at the time. To the Rockets, to the Hornets, to the fucking Bobcats. They the, moved him around a lot then, huh? <laughs> he keeps getting injured. And Is he a, he, what's he, a shooting guard? Point guard? Uh, point guard. He's pretty good still, too, and he's on the Raptors now. I don't see how you could be not good after, you know, doing what you did. Obviously, yeah. you know you have the talent, so it's like it's a consistency thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there isn't really an NBA. There, there's not like if uh, I would Lin say insanity, dude. Yeah, insanity <laughs> was that was one of the greatest moments in basketball history. But I, I, I guess if like let's say LeBron got in a, a bad car accident, God forbid, right? And he lost it, and he and he and he lost one of his legs. How many people would stop watching the NBA if LeBron lost one of his legs overnight? I would probably never watch it again. I never, you know, like, I don't give a well, shit how much anymore. do you watch it now? I don't. <laughs> That's what I mean. You know? So the average number of games you watch would drastically drop. <laughs> it would drop from zero to zero. Yeah. Uh, but I probably would stop paying attention to it for sure. Because LeBron is you know, the only person I kind of want to follow. I like. Well, it's because he's leaving a legacy. Yeah. Is what it really is. Like I, I remember watching when he, like when he did beat I mean, the Warriors. I mean, like if Derrick Rose didn't get injured, like constantly, yeah, I think he'd be leaving a legacy too. Yeah, we'd be tuning in for him too. So, yeah, Derrick Rose, dude, think about how awesome of a fucking franchise the Bulls would have been if Derrick Rose went off like and became fucking the LeBron James. Like that's going from Jordan, and then a couple years later having. Derrick Rose. Yeah, and Derrick Rose is still a, a mega popular player. I mean, yeah. But it's uh, his injuries were huge setbacks. Yeah. Huge setbacks. But, uh, no, I was going to say... Um, it's like John Jones getting fucking popped for fucking PEDs. You know? Yeah, and I, I think that speaks to how, how better of a product the UFC is because John Jones was gone for years, and I still watch the UFC, and yeah. he was the only reason I got into it. Whereas LeBron's the only reason I got into basketball... But once he's gone, I'm really not going to give a shit because the product isn't that good. Right. I think I got pulled into the UFC from guys like Liddell or fucking Shogun, like Dan Henderson. I mean, it's because back in that era, it was like dudes just fucking one-shotting people. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't happen as much anymore, but it still exists for sure. That was... You know, I think if there weren't guys one-shotting people, I probably wouldn't have gotten into it the same way yeah. I did. Also, the games brought me in for sure. Like the Undisputed games. Yeah. As soon as I played those, I was like, fuck, this is wicked cool. Like, yeah, now that I think about it, I think I didn't really pay attention to the NBA as much until I got like 2K12 for free or some shit. I got 2K12 for like two bucks or something. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like if I played 2K more, I probably would watch a game once in a while. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say, uh, the thing, the best thing about college basketball, 
I think that's a reason that the games like EA, I think that's a reason EA wants to have a monopoly on the NFL because the games bring you into the league and vice versa. So the league, if you watch the if you watch the league and you have not the league TV show. <laughs> if you watch the NFL and you want to play a football game, you have to buy their game. Yeah. And if Same you thing with hockey. play the football game, you want to watch some football, you pretty much got to watch the NFL. Yeah. I mean, the AAF is a thing. People are talking about uh, the AAF getting a fucking license with, like, 2K or some shit. That'd be so cool. Because it's not technically an NFL brand. No. So you could probably legally pull that off. If anything, they're going to do the XFL. If the NFL lets Madden put the AAF in Madden... The that AAF would be cool. You could would, use it as a farm team. That's the basically AAF what it is. would get so huge. Yeah. Backing off of that point. Because the AAF is already getting people to watch it because it's football when there's no football. Yes. That's what it is. It's because it's the offseason and now you can still watch football. And there's no college football. Nope. So it's kind of in between is what it is. It's guys who maybe didn't make it in the league. Didn't get drafted. Maybe they played for a practice squad for a while and went to the AAF. It's and the the quality of the games is good. I'm not saying like I'm not saying they're great games to watch. And the first week of it, it's only been one week, so. But the first week of it was pretty fun to watch, and I'm gonna keep watching it because it's football. Yeah, and you can still watch it. But yeah, the teams aren't shit. They're not shit. Yeah, these you people forget that these are pro players. These are still kids that fucking can play on an NFL team. Maybe they got cut for, you know, maybe they didn't fit the scheme. Maybe this fucking didn't happen. This didn't, didn't happen. They didn't make the final 53. Yeah, it's only 15, 53 people on a fucking roster. Maybe they didn't make that team. They're still professional players, and they still play hard. They're playing fast, they're playing hard, and they're fucking, they look like pro players. There's no reason not to watch it, I don't think. I, I'm fucking very behind this league. I think even with the XFL, it's like they're going to have players that are retired or didn't make it. These kids want to play. And the AAF is even paying them a decent amount. So there's no reason to to be that cynical person that goes, no, fucking, it's not the NFL. I don't want to watch it. They're not the same level. Well, we know they're not the same level. They're not college kids. They're not pro. They're not NFL level, but they're still professional football players. They're you probably know? better than the CFL. I think so, yeah. It's it's quite possible. And you could see guys come over from that league. Yeah. And also you got um NFL affiliates for these AAF teams. So each team in the AAF has NFL affiliates. So there's four teams to each AAF team. So what happens is when the NFL drops a player, the AAF team that coordinates with that team gets first dibs on that player. So say like uh, we drop a practice squad guy or like we just cut somebody going to cutting down to 53 men in week four of the preseason. That The Stallions are the AAF team to the Green Bay Packers, so they would get first dibs on that team. Or they would get first dibs on that player. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Not so exclusively. Not, not exclusively. There's four teams, NFL teams, to each AAF team. Yeah, because the San Antonio team, I'm pretty sure, is actually the NFC East. Yes, yes. It's like I think it goes mostly by division. Because I, I know the San Antonio team is Dallas, the Eagles, 
and yeah. maybe Houston and another team. Yeah. Like Birmingham is like the Patriots and the Steelers and some other fucking team. I don't know, but I don't know if it's all division. I'm pretty sure it's not because the Stallions have the Lions and the Packers and then two other teams that aren't in the division. Yeah. So I'm not sure how it works, but I know that that's how the players can be added to that roster. And also it gives players a gateway to the NFL. You know, say you didn't fucking make it through cut days. You still have a shot. And the thing is, too, is that I hate this idea that a professional athlete needs to be a multi-hundred million dollar millionaire. You know, you can live very comfortably making $150,000, $100,000 yeah, They're making a, a lot of money in that league. Like, let's be honest. They're, they're not making fucking pocket change. Yeah. That shit, they're still getting paid. Yeah. Even if you're not in the NFL. It's very cool. But you know what's cooler? March Madness. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I was getting at like 10 minutes ago when I was trying to, what I was talking about. March that's Madness is great, man. The best month of the year. The thing, is, the thing is, even people who don't watch college basketball pay attention to it, especially around here when Syracuse is in. And, you know, if the fucking. Even if, if Syracuse is in the fucking Elite Eight, that's when you feel like there's a different feeling in the air. Like people are like, everybody, everyone is, is so supporting hyped. Syracuse. All of a sudden, as soon as Syracuse makes it, not Sweet even the 16. elite eight, the Sweet Sixteen, it's all eyes on the orange mm-hmm. men mm-hmm. and or women because they're a good. You team could go too. almost anywhere in this town, anywhere that has a fucking TV, and they got that game on, guaranteed, guaranteed, hundred percent chance. Unless you're a dick that likes Duke. I know yeah. a ton of Duke fans that live here, and it's just because I know a lot of people that are like, I'm sick of Syracuse. Fuck you. What are you sick of? What are, what are you sick of? Have they won the championship every year for the last fucking 15 years? No. Like, what What are you sick of? I don't like Jim Beheim. I don't know how you couldn't. I mean, I, I think he's a great coach. I mean, obviously he is. Are you kidding? Like, with what he's done to turn that franchise? <laughs> are you fucking kidding? You can't you can't really argue against it. Even Dino Babers, what he's done for Syracuse. I mean, fucking the coach is very important. I think it's more important than people think it is. Yeah, that's the other problem with basketball. It's, it's not all it's about a, players. In basketball, it's a player league. Yes, it is for sure. And I don't like that. I don't like the lack of loyalty. Well, the Bulls, the Bulls had a great coach too, though. Back was, in '98. Yeah. Well, they had Phil Jackson. That's what I mean. And that's the thing. That's the thing is back then, players had egos, but you didn't see Michael Jordan. He go, wasn't tweeting left and right. Well, they didn't have it. But you know, at the, in that in that era, you didn't have Michael Jordan. You know, if they lost a game, being on the being in a press conference, being like, "Yeah, you know, it's the coaching staff's fault," right? Or you know, and when, now you see a lot of superstars in the NBA just don't give a fuck because they're going to do what they want to do because they know they're going to be getting paid. You know. Yeah. However much. Yeah, that's true. But I just fucking when when that fucking when the tournament rolls around and Syracuse is in it, it's like there's a. It's there's all like of a, a sudden, all of a sudden, there's like a magic in the air. All of a sudden, everyone's a Syracuse fan. The best thing is too is that even if Syracuse doesn't win it all, even if they only make it to the Sweet Sixteen, everybody is still happy about it. Right. It's so it's weird that there's a there's a a league 
Granted, it's a college league, but like winning a championship isn't the be all end all. You know, the final four is considered like a good, a really, really good achievement because you honestly, because you beat your entire bracket. Yes. And also Syracuse is a relatively small city. Yeah. And to get the fucking attention of people just alone, that alone is what people would like. I think people like the idea of having people's attention brought to upstate New York. Yeah. Yeah. You can identify with it. Yes, for sure. People don't recognize. People don't think about Syracuse. Are you fucking kidding? They think when they think New York, they think New York City. They don't think about upstate New York. Syracuse is in probably the biggest place besides like Albany that's up here. And Rochester, I think. Rochester is pretty big, I guess. But Albany's the state capital, so you think about that probably. Syracuse just because of the sports teams. And Buffalo too. That's Buffalo, more western. Yeah. That's western definitely New western New York. But it's, you know, when you get the attention brought up here, and Syracuse doesn't get a lot of recognition, so it's it's really cool when they're in the tournament in general. And they're a good team a lot of the fucking time, you know. Carmelo was fucking huge. The thing is, is that nobody knows how to play against the zone. The zone is And as exactly soon as they get in the tournament, every coach is like, we got to figure it out. My, I remember, what was it, like fucking two years ago? They beat the number one and the number two team. And they they beat Michigan State and they beat Virginia, right? Like what? Yeah. yeah. And yeah Virginia's the in their is, conference too. The zone is definitely the fucking. Watching watching factor. it like when you watch the final few minutes of a Syracuse game when they're only up by like four and you just watch the players just hone in, it's it's fucking magic. It's so yeah. beautiful to watch it. Just the way they switch. And just how they're they're just yeah they're well coached they're so good it's so fun I mean to that's watch. another reason you can't say anything bad about Bayheim he's made the zone defense what it is right there like that plain and simple what you see at the end of those games is Bayheim you're not seeing the players I mean they're doing what they're supposed to be doing it's just like Belichick yeah it's like they're doing what they need to do they're doing their job and yeah fucking he's doing he's coaching it correctly. You know, I think it's, and as good as Tom Brady is, I think that's a lot of Bill Belichick as well. The dude fucking knows how to get dudes open. He knows how to scheme against defenses. He knows what defenses are looking to to do to you. He knows how they're fucking, he knows how you're, they're trying to fake you out. He knows what looks they're trying to give you. I think a big part of it too is that Tom Brady is also able to soak in all of that. Yes. And he's extremely motivated to be coached like that. He's a sponge. And the dude is, and don't he also a, has the ability to put those passes where they need to be. Yeah. And it's a it's a big thing too where you have you don't have a player there's not a lot of players that are that talented that that they know that they are the face of the franchise yeah. that don't let that get to them. They don't act like that they're the reason yes. that they're there. He also in a way he never really showed. He has. The, he's, his, he's very. His, he's very in check. He his himself poise. In check. His fucking. His poise rating is like seven million. Yeah. The dude does not. He get doesn't shook. get shook. Yep. No, not at all. <laughs> I ain't shook. I ain't shook. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter if the pocket's collapsing. He knows where to put the ball. That's part of the problem. Is like you can't defend against a guy who is has it? a perfect scheme. Always is going to have a guy open and can throw the ball accurately. 
without fucking being worried about taking a sack. It's it's really hard to deal with that. And even if you're a fucking team like the fucking Rams who have a really strong offense who probably could put up more points than the Patriots usually. <laughs> I mean, it's so weird to see the Patriots defense play it so well and it's because of Belichick. Yeah. It's all because of Belichick. I watched a fucking video on YouTube showed exactly what Belichick did to the fucking Rams offense. And yeah, he knew exactly how to so, fucking do I it. I think we watched the same one. He was talking about how he knew exactly he how have, to eliminate. He would have the defense go into like a base formation. Yes. And then as soon as it what is it twenty seconds or fifteen? It's all the about shuts off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, it's they, fifteen. They, they would seconds. wait until the headset shut off, and then they would shift. Yeah. And they knew that Goff wouldn't be able to adjust. See, and I didn't even know that after when the cl- play clock hits fifteen, the headset shut off. I didn't yeah. know that. And. What Belichick does is he he really he brings up a bunch of guys to the line, makes it look like they're gonna blitz, backs them off, and then moves them back up again. He's yeah. really good at the deception on defense, and it's not the players; they got good players, but it's fucking goddamn Bill Belichick. The dude is yeah. an unbelievable coach. Um, the other thing I was reading, you probably read it too, was that uh, for the first. 18 games, that includes the entire regular season, Mm -hmm. the game against the Chargers, and the game against the Chiefs. They ran man coverage over like 80-something percent of their defensive plays. If you can play man coverage well, then that's it. But as soon as they got to the Super Bowl... They switched out. They only ran zone. Yeah. And they blitzed guys that were usually in coverage all the time. See... Like, it was just... That scheme is just fucking ridiculous. And that's why I think the Patriots didn't fucking have a spectacular... Spectacular. Like that. The thing is, like, they know how many games they need to win to get to the playoffs. Yeah. All they they know that all they need is a playoff berth. They don't need all their home games. No. Nope. They know they can win in the playoffs, and that's what Belichick did. And he also has guys that have been there before. Yeah. And and Patriots fans talk about how many guys they fucking lost. Well, dude, it doesn't matter. No. It doesn't matter. Because guess which guy you didn't fucking lose? Oh, 12. Oh, Number yeah. 12. Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady. Yeah. Is still alive. Yeah. And you also have Bill Belichick. So <laughs> as long as he's around and Brady's around, the team's trouble. It doesn't matter how old either of them are. As much as I hate seeing the same fucking team win every year, it's, you know, they're just going to keep doing it. And when you think about it, it's real. It's really impressive. It's never going to be done again. No, what they've fucking done with that never franchise. Again. Never again. No, it's it's unbelievable. Like look Especially- at the Rams. The, their window is gone. Yeah, because they now Akib Talib is thirty three, going on thirty four, and Dama Kinsu, He's going to be gone. Yeah. You got to pay Goff soon. You gotta pay Watkins. You gotta pay Cooper Cup. You gotta play. You gotta pay Tyler Higby. I think you, you pay, pay. I think you pay Goff and Cup. I think yeah. you definitely pay those two. You gotta pay the offensive line, and then you've also got Michael Brockers. You've got uh, who is the other Marcus Peters? Their team's all pretty young too. Yeah, but that's the problem. Is they were they're all young and Rookie they're all contracts. good. There are yeah. a lot of them are on like early contracts. They're all young and they're all good, and everybody contracts. knows what happens to that shit. Everybody knows. You know it. I know it. Happened to the Packers. Happened to Dallas. Yeah, you know. You everybody, um, everybody, you have all these guys that are great. You know that uh, 
at least great for the team. You know, with the Dallas had one of the know. things I'm having an issue with is Clay Matthews. Uh, I really like Clay Matthews as a player, as a fucking person. I think he gets paid too much. Yep. For the production and the the problem the problem too was that but it's also he, like he has great games when yeah I was gonna say when he got that contract it was a great contract yes but now it's like when you watch him in the Super Bowl against the the Steelers he's calling plays out he's like hey this is what they're gonna do he's he literally was telling like if you watch the Super Bowl DVD there's scenes where he's showing he's telling guys what they're gonna do. He knows what's going to happen. Yeah. And he's, he creates fumbles, forces fumbles, just because he knows his knowledge of the game. But where did that go? It's because he's getting State Farm. Is it because he's getting fucking State Farm commercials or some he's shit? Getting complacent. Yeah. It's you like know, once that, you're making that much money, it's a guaranteed contract. Are, yeah. are you playing as hard as you were when you're working for that contract? And it's a, it's a weird dynamic, at least, because uh, the Cowboys are the Cowboys and every player I mean yeah almost uh, obviously yeah but in their dynasty in the 90s every player had their own TV show talk show radio station had their own branded stuff but it it, it was like a part of being a Dallas Cowboy you know and you see yeah yeah players now since you know we've been young and to now they're all there and even Eagles players, Giants players, the same thing because they're in such big markets. And maybe do you think it's because he plays in Green Bay and he gets all this national media exposure in such a small town? Maybe. Yeah, I think maybe that. Yeah, that might have to do with it. For the sure. fact that he feels bigger than he is. He feels bigger than the than Green Bay. Right. Because you can't feel bigger than the Cowboys because when the, you feel that big in a small town, yes, is what it is. Yeah, because. As a, a Cowboys player, won't be. I mean, imagine than the Cowboys. how. Yes, yes, you know what imagine I mean. Imagine like, how Aaron Rodgers feels walking around in a small town of Green yeah. Bay, Wisconsin. He doesn't. He Constantly could go to a fucking, getting filleted. Yeah, he could go to a bagel shop and fucking get his dick sucked. Guaranteed. You know, it's like it's so weird. It's it'd be like him walking around here, and we have a football stadium in the middle of the city, and he plays there. You know, it's fucking. You, there's no. I feel like that amount of fame is. That's the. That's what I. Love it's a very about, concentrated. That's what I love about the Packers, though, it's so fucking cool. It's a very concentrated, like fame is what it is. But that's that's what I like about the Packers too is that they're a fucking community owned team. There's no owner. Yeah. Because at least in Dallas, you're competing with the Mavericks, the Stars, and the Rangers. Yeah. Every Texas team, any team in Texas, yeah. And in Green Bay, nobody watches the fucking Bucks. Nobody watches the Brewers. Not really. In Wisconsin, it's Badgers and Packers. Yeah, oh, well, the Brewers aren't that bad. I mean, they're okay, but didn't they win? They won. No, they didn't make the it. The Brewers to the... went pretty far, though. They made it to the NLCS. I think they did get to the NLCS. They were in the playoffs, that's for sure. As far as the Angels went. The Angels are an, an L.A. team, and you're competing with the Dodgers. So, Just like how the White Sox are competing with the Cubs, even right. though the White Sox historically have been way better. Yeah. It's a Cubs town. It's very weird. The Mets and the Yankees are the same way. Yeah. The Yankees, well, the Yankees are better. That's not. It's not similar, really. The Yankees are way better than the Mets, but you, there's still a lot of uh, 
There's still a lot of Mets fans. There's I mean, still a there's... lot of Mets fans. Right. There's still a lot of Jets fans, too. That's got to be the most Yeah, it's weird shit. when you focus so much on one. You got the Giants and the Jets and the fucking Bills all in New York. New York City has got to be a crazy place to be an athlete because you probably feel so they're, small. And also their media is so intense, it's so too. so fucked so it's, up. You know, Lynn Sanity wouldn't have happened in Memphis. Right. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's, <laughs> and Mello, Mello wouldn't be as hated as he is today if he played in, like, fucking Orlando. Yeah. You know? And, like, in New York, you compete. You got the Yankees, the Mets, you got uh, the Islanders, the Rangers, the... Giants, Jets, the Devils. Yeah. You know? Then you got all the transplants. You got a lot of people that are probably Red Sox and Patriots and Bruins fans. And, uh... What the fuck else is near New York? That's it. That's all that matters. (laughs) Yeah, more or less. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's got to be weird because we, we were born and raised in such a small s- town. I can't imagine. I can't Having imagine. a team, like, like a city team. You well, know not I mean? even that. Like, I can't imagine being famous in a swiggo. Like, can you imagine how, you know, Billy Barlow feels? That's what I mean. It's like. And uh, like, if, and if it's probably like a. And he's just a fucking mayor, dude. Think about being a fucking starting quarterback. One of the best quarterbacks in the league. Of all time, arguably. Yeah. In a small town like Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah. It's got to be fucking overwhelming. Maybe that's why he doesn't talk to his family. Danica Patrick. Danica Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) Danica Patrick, Swain Hamilton. My garage with Cadbury boxes. A whole bunch of boxes. A whole bunch of boxes. Uh, all right, we're a half. We're an hour and a half in, yeah. so we'll wrap this up. Bikes. The bottom line is sports. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> fucking. I I feel so. Anybody bad. who doesn't like sports, I and feel just... so bad for people that list that started this first ep, like part of this part off. Yeah. They were like, "Oh, cool! They're gonna talk about like the the culture and nature of different video games." And, and then it was immediately sports. This is for what happens minutes. when alcohol and this is what happens just when, it's, when it's just us two and we're drinking. Which, you know. It's a bad mix. But we'll see you next week. Um, I don't know what we're going to do next week. We'll figure. You, I want yeah, to talk to Cody. I would like yeah, to talk to Cody. We had to do, like, we had to do tonight because uh, I'm not going to the office tomorrow. I'm not posting this until sa- uh, Saturday anyway. Probably Saturday. Okay, yeah. well, we recorded this Tuesday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't tell him that. Yeah. I'm not going. <laughs> it's meta. Well, what if something big happens between now and Friday? They're going to be like, why did they talk about this? LeBron <laughs> lost his leg. Why are they talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> Obama's white now. <laughs> no, but so I'm I'm not gonna be working Wednesday in in the office, but uh, that means I'm gonna be working late Thursday and Friday and probably Saturday. Yeah, Seth I is got busy shit to Saturday. Do Sunday. Going to see BT Bam be Sunday. Seeing, uh, between the barrier to me, and I'm probably gonna be working in that nursing home again. So this was the only time we could do it, but it was good. Had some whiskey. Had a beer. Right. Well, I'm had, glad you stuck around. Phone. I'm glad you guys stuck around. Because yep. this is not, this is when we, uh, 
go off on sports usually. We go off on sports, but it's also very organic because we're not trying to entertain. Not that there's anything <laughs> against the guests. I forgot we were on a podcast for second, yeah for honestly. for for a, quite a bit of it. It just felt like we were just shooting the shit and drinking, <laughs> which is really what we were doing. Yeah, you know. But you know, all uh, right. See ya. That's it. We'll see you next week. ClearShotsPodcast.com is where you'll find links to everything we do. You can check us out on Twitter at ClearShotsPod. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and check us out on Periscope for live videos. If you have anything you want to ask us, send us an email at ClearShotsPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time.